Welcome everyone. You're listening to The River Podcast, where you can find messages to help you strengthen your walk with Christ and refresh your soul. Here's our message from this past week. And so if you have a Bible, go ahead and open to 1 Thessalonians. If you don't have a Bible, find a Christian near you. (laughs) Might be a big one on the screen. Oh yeah, 1 Thessalonians, I will be reading from the ESV version, so if you, if you have your phone, if you don't like the ESV version, uh, we're going to pray for you. We might baptize you underwater for about seven minutes. No, but it's going to be good. First Thessalonians chapter 5, and I believe God's already speaking. He's just going to continue to speak. Just have an open heart, have an open mind, have, just be open to let God speak to you, amen? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I like, I like that, 5, 18, that's my brother's birthday. That's Haitian flag day, you know what I'm saying? I'm Dominican, so we neighbors, we, I'm, I'm Haitian, you're Dominican, it's, you know what I'm saying? That's it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, let's get into this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Father, I pray right now that you just open up our hearts, that you speak to us in these next few moments. I pray that... What you speak to us today, Lord God, what you speak to us in this place, as you're already speaking, as you have already spoken, and you will continue to speak, I pray that these words that come from you, God, we may stamp them on our hearts forever, that we may leave here better than how we came in. We thank you, we praise you, and Lord, I pray that the Miami Heat win the championship. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of the Christians said, amen. And the Dolphins, and the Hurricanes, baseball team, and football team. Hey, all I'm saying is the Miami Hurricanes baseball team was unranked like three minutes ago, and now we're number two, okay? So Tennessee, we coming from Tennessee, for Tennessee, not from Tennessee, for Tennessee. So, so tonight, I, I want to talk to you about this, this topic of, of, of thanksgiving, of, of gratitude, and if you're taking notes, my title is, Thank You, Jesus. That's it right there. Thank you, Jesus. If you're going to thank anybody, thank Jesus. <laughs> if, you, if you don't find anything specific to be thankful for, just say, Thank you, Jesus. Because whatever it is you're trying to find to be thankful for, Jesus made a way for you to have that. Jesus made a way for it to happen. And, and the thing I've learned about thanksgiving and the thing I learned about gratitude is that it, it, it really, it, it, it breeds a pathway to miracles. See, thanksgiving changes things. It doesn't change things around you. It changes things within you. It changes your attitude. It changes your perspective. It changes your mindset, the way you see things. It, it changes your demeanor, your confidence. When, when, when you just stop right where you're at and you just say, thank you, Jesus, it, it's powerful. And, 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 and I love this verse because it doesn't say, for all things, give thanks. In all things. 
When, when, you, when, when you can thank God in the bad times, you, you, you thanking God in the bad times is, is just you allowing yourself to, to see the sovereignty of God. I, I may be going through hell and high water, but thank God. Thank God that I'm going through it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stuck in it. I'm not six feet under, but I'm alive and I'm walking and I will continue to walk. Thank you, Jesus. Man, there's so much to be thankful for. There's so many things to be thankful for physically, spiritually, mentally. But more importantly, man, just being thankful for Jesus will change your life. Everything may be falling. Everything may be going wrong. But Jesus will always be there when you call on him. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And even when Jesus teaches us to pray in the book of Matthew, he, we, we got to start by thanking God, by lifting up the name of the Father. If all you do when you pray is come to God and say, God, I need this, you're probably not going to get it. You're just coming, God, because you want something. Prayer is not about asking God for things. Prayer is about getting close to God, being close to God. And, and, and a, heart, a, a, a posture of, of thanksgiving will, will place you close to God. I want to read a story in Luke chapter 17. We're going to go through this story. And this story is, is going to show us how thanksgiving will lead to miracles. How a, a, a thanks from a, a person led to their miracle. And they didn't just thank any random person. They thanked Jesus and it led to their miracle. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, it, it goes like this. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along. He, being Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus... Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Some versions say your faith has made you whole. Some versions say your faith has saved you. He was saved because of thanksgiving. There's something powerful about thanking Jesus. Just, 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 just stopping and saying, thank you, Jesus. You could be driving, you could be walking, you could be at church, you could be at home, you could be at school, you could be at work. But just saying, thank you, Jesus. And saying it out loud, too. Not necessarily so other people can hear you, but hey, if they hear you, even better. Man, how, how can you thank Jesus when, when, when you're struggling with depression? Because Jesus is the one who will get me out of depression. How can you thank Jesus when the enemy puts these suicidal thoughts in your head because Jesus is the one who will take these thoughts away? 
how can you thank Jesus through all of this? Because he's the only one who stuck by my side through all of this. Come on, you, there, there's always something to thank Jesus for. And so as we go through this story, I love it. Because look at verse 12. And as he stood, as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. Now lepers, they had leprosy. It was an uncurable disease. And they, they, were, they were outcasts of society. They always had to be away from others by culture, by tradition, by custom, but also by law. They weren't allowed to be around other people. And even if the law... Even if that wasn't the law, nobody wanted to be around somebody who had leprosy because they didn't want to get leprosy. So, so lepers always were, were together by themselves, outcasted, lonely, wanting to be with their family, but they can't, wanting to go play mini golf, but they can't. And, and so those who had leprosy, they were outcasts. And then in verse 13, it says, they cried out, they lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So they knew what Jesus was capable of, because they come to him saying, Master, you don't, you don't just come up to somebody random that you've never heard of and say, Master. They knew what Jesus was capable of. They've heard the miracles that he had been doing. And they said, man, we, we, we want to experience that miracle too. So Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. We sang about it earlier. I'm living proof of what the mercy of God could do. And, and so they, they, they come to Jesus for healing, knowing that Jesus can heal them. And look what Jesus says in verse 14. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now this seemed crazy to me at first because Jesus had the power to heal them right then and there. Jesus could have laid hands on them. Jesus could have snapped his finger. Jesus could have just been like, you're healed. They would have been healed. And, and, you know, if I had leprosy for however long and I come to Jesus asking for healing, and he says, go show yourself to the priest, I'm pretty sure at least one or probably all of these guys have gone to the priest before. They've gone to people before. So I, I'd be like, Jesus, are you crazy showing myself to the priest? What the heck is the priest going to do? I need you to heal me. But I love that they didn't question God. They didn't question him. How many times have you caught yourself questioning God? Time and time and time and time and time again. But I found out that questioning God shows a lack of faith. Questioning God is like you're doubting God. Like, like really, you want me to do this? Why do you want me to do this? Why, why do you want me to go show myself to the priest who, who has not been able to heal me before? I'm coming to the, the true high priest. Says, Go and show yourself to the priest. And look at the second part of verse 14. As they went, they were cleansed. And as they went, they were cleansed. It doesn't say that when they got to the priest, when they got to the temple, when they got to church, the priest laid hand on them. And, and I believe in laying on of hands. That, that's, that's great. That's important. I, I really believe in that I've seen miracles happen through that, but it doesn't say that as they, uh, uh, when they got to the priest, it said as they went, meaning as they obeyed Jesus, obedience leads to miracles. Uh, obedience creates an opportunity for miracles. And so as they obeyed, some of us in this place, God has told you to do something. 
God has told you to go. God has told you to give. God has told you to do. As you go, your miracle will happen. As you give, your miracle will happen. As you do, your miracle will happen. As you obey, your miracle will happen. There's no time for questioning God. You need a miracle, obey, obey him and watch that miracle happen. Obedience leads to miracles. They, they could have easily just been like, we've been to the priest before, let's just go home, let's just go to our own separate ways, let's just pretend we're going and I, I don't know, but, but we, we've tried all this. As they went, they were cleansed. This was, this was a step of faith these lepers had to take. Because again, I'm sure they've been to the priest before. They're, they're coming to Jesus, the one who can heal them instantly right there. He could have did like he did with, with Bartimaeus and just threw some mud on him, you know, spit in his eye or something. Spit on the leprosy. I don't know. Jesus could have done whatever. I mean, we, we know the power of God. We, we, we read it in his word. I don't know about you, but I've experienced his power in my life. I, I've, I've seen people... Come to church in a wheelchair and leave walking. I, I, I know the power of God. And so Jesus could have in, instantly healed them. I, I mean, you, you've heard the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She touched him and she was healed. Like it could have happened right then and there. But there's something to be learned about this. And, and the story actually gets better and better. Verse uh, 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. So the other nine just went on about their lives. Oh, I'm healed. <laughs> I'm going to go to L.A. Fitness, you know. <laughs> Put some muscles on, you know. They, they just went on about their lives. Maybe, maybe they finally were able to enter their house and see their family. You know, it, it may not have been that they did anything bad with their lives from now on, but, but they just went on about their lives. Their lives, and and this 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 one guy, this one person, this one leper, he comes back to thank Jesus, praising him with a loud voice. Can I tell you this? Don't stay quiet about your testimony. There is power in your testimony. Come on, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Praising God with a loud voice. He wasn't quiet about not being leprous no more. Oh, he's going to shout about it. He's going to shout about what Jesus did to him. And so he comes back to Jesus, praising him, drops to his, to his knees. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But it gets better. Because as he does this, and, and, and Jesus, it's crazy because it says that he was a Samaritan. The Bible didn't have to tell us that. Back in the day, um, Jews and Samaritans didn't really get along. And Jesus, in the, the first verse, verse 11 of this story says, on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. So he's on the border. He, he's basically on the border of war. You know what I'm saying? Like, Two, two nations that don't like each other, and he's just walking in the middle. Jesus was gangster, okay? Like, I'm sure there was trouble happening. I'm sure people was trying to catch some fades, and Jesus was like, I'm going to walk right, right through here. 
And, and so these, these, these lepers, they probably were a mixture of Jews and, 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 and people from Galilee as well, Galileans. And, and this, is how, this is how much of, of an outcast you were as, as somebody who had leprosy. The people that hated each other were hanging around each other because that's all they could do. You, you have leprosy, you can't do anything else but be around other people who had leprosy. So now you're forced to hang out with somebody you don't like. That's how much of an outcast you were if you had leprosy. And so Jesus, or the Bible tells us that he was a Samaritan. Jesus, being a, a, a Galilean Jew, really, the, 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 the foreigner, as the Bible says, the least likely one came back to thank him. The least likely one. It, it, it really reminds me of, of, of that, the, the part of the Bible that says that if we don't cry out, the rocks will. The, the least likely thing to cry out, I don't want a rock to outcry me. I mean, like, I don't mean like crying, like, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, cry out to Jesus. Not that crying is wrong. Listen, if, if you know me, I'd be crying a lot, okay? Because, listen, you just got to let it out sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just cry. Let it out. And so he, he, he comes, the Samaritan, a foreigner, the least likely one, comes back to say thank you, Jesus. The least likely one says thank you, Jesus. That's, that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. We are the least likely ones. Because how many times have we turned our back on, on Jesus? How many times have we betrayed him? And not necessarily betraying him like, like, like when I hear betraying Jesus, I think of Peter. No, I don't. No, no. It's not just that, that, we don't say we, that we say we don't know Jesus. It's that we don't say we know Jesus enough. There's people in our workplace. There's people in our schools. There's people maybe even in our circle that need Jesus. And you're the one that has Jesus. You need to speak up. I, I, that, that is a form of denying Jesus. That when somebody needs him and you don't say nothing... Come on, the gospel is not just for us, it's for everybody. Jesus died for you, but he died for your co-worker too. And so we got to speak up. He came with a loud voice. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sure, I'm sure people around there heard him. Yo, wasn't that the guy who just had leprosy? What, what happened, to, what happened to, this, to his leprosy? He was healed. And he's saying, thank you, Jesus. Loud and proud. A foreigner, the least likely one. Man, that's the power of God. That's the power of God. A thankful heart will position you in a place close to God. A thankful heart will position you in a place close to God. Again, thanksgiving doesn't change the things around you. It changes the things within you. It, 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 it positions your heart close to God. It gives you the right posture as you, you come to the presence of God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. If you sit and think, you, you have something to thank Jesus for. You, you, you probably have a list of things to thank Jesus for. I challenge you every day, wake up and thank Jesus for one thing. That's it. Just one. Start with one. If you can't think of anything, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up. 
because he didn't have to wake you up. And there's people out there that, that, that didn't wake up today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I have a bed to lay on. I'm telling you, there's so many things. But we can go beyond that when it comes to our God. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me peace in the workplace that I'm at. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for comforting me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for placing the right people around me. Thank you, Jesus. There's always something to thank Jesus for. Here we go. It gets a lot better. Jesus, he says, were there not ten, were there nine, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So as much as Jesus notices our gratitude, he also notices our lack of gratitude. He, he, he literally said out loud, where are the other ones? They were all healed. And only one came back. And then he went to specify that it was a foreigner, but, but, but only one came back. And so, you know, when, when you're grateful, I think God will bless that. But when you're not grateful, no blessings going to come your way. There, there's this, there's a, a theologian named Matthew Henry, and he, he's written many commentaries on the Bible. If you want to study the Bible, look up Matthew Henry. Um, there's a resource called Blue Letter Bible. He's, he's written so many um, commentaries. He's written a commentary on every book of the Bible, the whole Bible. He probably reads the Bible. We read the Bible in a year. He reads it in a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude, that's, that's what he does with his life. He studies the Bible. And he, he was telling a story one time that he got robbed. And, you know, I'm grateful I've never been robbed, but I'm sure that when you get robbed, it's not fun. And you start panicking, I got to cancel my credit cards. You know, they got my ID now. Now, I'm 28. I took my ID picture when I was like 19, you know what I'm saying? So don't nobody need to see that, okay? But, but, but we start panicking, what am I going to do? They, they, they took my wallet, they took my money, whatever. And Matthew Henry, what he did was, instead of panicking, instead of complaining, instead of cursing up a storm, he began to write things that he was thankful for. After he got robbed, he started writing things that he was thankful for. And I want to read you these four things. Here's the first thing. He said, first, I'm, I'm thankful that I've never been robbed before. This is, this is the first time it's ever happened. I'm thankful that I've never been robbed before. Here's the second thing. He said, I'm grateful that they took my wallet, but they did not take my life. I'm telling you, Thanksgiving will change your perspective. He could have sat there, maybe even chased the guys, cursed them out. But as he was, began to write something that he was thankful for, things that he was thankful for, man, it changed his perspective. The third thing he wrote was, even though they took all I had, it wasn't very much. Maybe he only had a few bucks on him. Maybe he was broke. I don't know. But, it, but, but he said, they took everything I had on me, but, but it wasn't much. And here's the last thing he wrote. This is the most powerful one. He said, I'm thankful because I was the one who got robbed, not the one who did the robbing. Man, what a powerful perspective. What a powerful change of perspective. Yes, I got robbed, but I'm not the one who did the robbing. Thank God for that. 
It may, not, it may have happened to me, but I'm not the one that's causing it to happen to others. When you just sit back and, and just, just thank Jesus. Again, he could have complained. He could have went to social media and started a GoFundMe. But, but as he began to write, things that he was thankful for, his perspective was changed. His, his attitude was changed. His demeanor was changed. The way he saw this situation changed. And I'm sure that it changed his confidence as well. I may not have what they took, but I have my life. I may have gotten robbed, but I didn't do the robbing. Thanksgiving will change your perspective. Thankfulness, it also produces joy. Because I'm sure he went from, uh, uh, from frowning to smiling after writing those things. I'm sure he turned that frown upside down like your mom tells you, you know. All because he was thankful. And he just began to write it. Man, go home today and, and just write stuff that you're thankful for. And when you're in a bad situation, just read those things out loud. Jesus, thank you for this. Thank you for this. But it happens when you thank Jesus. You can thank your friend, you can thank your pastor, you can thank your mom, you can thank your dad, but when you thank Jesus, that's where the true power comes from. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 19, last one. Worship team, come up, because we're going to worship. And I'm not, and I can't sing, okay? Thank you, Jesus, for that, right? Some of y'all like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Please don't sing. Verse 19. And he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well, or your faith has saved him and, and, and so again the other nine they went about their lives they did their thing they were healed that's great physical healing is great I take that any day but because this guy came back he actually got more than what he came for he, he, he first came to Jesus for physical healing then when he came back he just came to thank him and he got some spiritual healing he got saved. The, the others went just to perform a religious duty, but this guy came back and he ended up getting a relationship with Jesus. Come on, there is power in your thanksgiving. Man, he got more than what he came for. Don't we serve the God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or even imagine? He just came back to say thank you left with salvation just just two words thank you and he was saved he didn't have to repeat the prayer he, he, he didn't step foot in a church but just because he said thank you he was saved and that's what God cares about it reminds me of the story in Mark chapter 2, and it's in other Gospels too, and maybe you've heard it, this guy who was crippled from birth, he was laying on the mat, and these four guys came, picked him up, took him through the side of a house, cut a hole in the roof, and dropped him. They took him to Jesus so that he could be healed, so that he could, so that he could walk. But before Jesus healed him physically, he forgave him of his sins. Because he, he could have just easily healed them, and he could have got up and walked, and, and, and walked away from Jesus. But because he forgave him of his sins, now he didn't just walk away from, with physical healing. He walked away with some spiritual healing. 
some mental healing, some emotional healing. Jesus can do more than what you want him to do. Jesus can do more than what you need him to do. He will do what you need him to do, but he will do more than that. Thanksgiving leads to miracles. Man, this guy came back to say thank you, Jesus. There's always something to be thankful for. Always something to be thankful for. And you may be walking life and this past week or this past month or, or this, you're just in a season that, that, that you feel like you're stagnant, that you feel like you're not going nowhere. Can I tell you, just keep going. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. Come on, you always have something to thank Jesus for. Can we stand up to our feet tonight? And as we, as, as we get ready to worship, with thanksgiving enter his courts with praise before we worship as the band plays but before we sing can we just lift our voice right now the altars are open you can lift your hands you can get on your knees and just thank Jesus for something right where you are just thank him for something that you have or, or thank him in advance for something that you need come on and lift up your voice Jesus thank you thank you Jesus for your mercy thank you Jesus for your love thank you Jesus for your grace compassion for your forgiveness come on the river thank Jesus tonight enter his gates with thanksgiving the presence of God is in this place and we're gonna thank him as we're in his presence thank you Jesus for your presence thank you for your power thank you for your authority come on lift up your voice and thank him Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The River YA. All of our links to keep in touch are shown down below. We hope this blessed you, and we'll see you next time at The River. Come find life.